Chapter 10, verses 17 through 22. Of Catina Aurea, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 1, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 17 through 20. And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Cyril, it was said above that our Lord sent forth his disciples, sealed with the grace of the Holy Spirit, and that being made ministers of preaching, they received power over unclean spirits. But now when they returned, they confessed the power of him who honored them. As it is said, and the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us, etc. They seemed indeed to rejoice, rather, that they were made workers of miracles, than that they had become ministers of preaching. But they had better have rejoiced in those whom they had taken, as St. Paul says to them, that were called by him, my joy and my crown. Gregory, now our Lord in a remarkable manner, in order to put down high thoughts in the hearts of his disciples, himself related the account of the fall which the teacher of pride suffered, that they might learn by the example of the author of pride what they have to dread from the sin of pride. Hence it follows, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Basil, he is called Satan because he is an enemy to God, for this the Hebrew word signifies, but he is called the devil because he assists us in doing evil, and is an accuser. His nature is incorporeal, his abode in the air. Bede, he says not, I see now, but referring to past time, I saw when he fell. But by the words as lightning, he signifies either a fall headlong from the high places to the lowest, or that now cast down he transforms himself into an angel of light. Titus Bost. Now he says that he saw it as being judge, for he knew the sufferings of the spirits, or he says as lightning, because by nature Satan shone as lightning, but became darkness through his affections since what God made good, he changed in himself to evil. Basil, for the heavenly powers are not naturally holy, but according to the analogy of divine love, they receive their measure of sanctification, and as iron placed in the fire does not cease to be iron, though by the violent appellation of the flame, both in effect and appearance it passes into fire, so also the powers on high, from their participation, and that which is naturally holy, have a holiness implanted in them. For Satan had not fallen, if by nature he had been unsusceptible of evil. Cyril, or else I saw Satan as lightning fall from heaven, that is, from the highest power to the lowest impotence. For before the coming of our Savior, he had subdued the world to him, and was worshipped by all men. But when the only begotten word of God came down from heaven, he fell as lightning, seeing that he is trodden underfoot by those who worship Christ. As it follows, 
and behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents, etc. Titus Bost. Serpents indeed at one time under a figure were made to bite the Jews and kill them because of their unbelief. But there came one who should destroy those serpents, even the brazen serpent, the crucified, so that if anyone should look on him believing, he might be healed from his wounds and saved. Chrysostom. Then lest we should suppose this was spoken of beasts, he added, and over all the power of the enemy. Bede. That is, I give you the power of casting out every kind of unclean spirit from the bodies possessed. And as far as regards themselves, he adds, and nothing shall hurt you, although it might also be taken literally. For Paul, when attacked by a viper, suffered no injury. John, having drunk poison, is not harmed by it. But I think there is this difference between serpents who bite with the teeth and scorpions who sting with the tail that the serpents signify men or spirits, raging openly, scorpions signify them plotting in secret, or serpents are those which cast the poison of evil, persuasion, upon virtues just beginning. Scorpions, which go about to corrupt, at last virtues, which have been brought to perfection. Theophylact, or serpents are those which visibly hurt, as the evil spirit of adultery and murder but those are called scorpions which invisibly injure, as in the sins of the spirit. Gregory of Nisa, for pleasure is called in scripture a serpent, which by nature is such that if its head has reached a wall so as to press upon it, it drags its whole body after it. So nature has given man the habitation which was necessary for him, but by means of this necessity pleasure assaults the heart, and perverts it to the indulgence of a moderate ornament. In addition to this, it brings in its train covetousness, which is followed by lust, that is, the last member or tail of the beast. But as it is not possible to draw back the serpent by its tail, so to remove pleasure we must not begin with the last, unless one has closed the first entrance to evil. Athanasius but now through the power of Christ, boys make a mock at pleasure, which formerly led away the aged. The virgins steadfastly trample upon the desires of serpentine pleasure. Some also tread upon the very sting of the scorpion, that is, of the devil, namely death, in fearing not destruction, become witnesses of the word. But many, giving up earthly things, walk with a free step in heaven, treading not the prince of the air. Tight bossed, but because the joy with which he saw them rejoice savored of vainglory, for they rejoiced that they were, as it were, exalted, and were a terror to men and to evil spirits. Our Lord therefore adds, Notwithstanding in this rejoice, not that the spirits are subject unto you, etc. Bede. They are forbidden to rejoice in the subjection of the spirits to God, since they were flesh, for to cast out spirits and to exercise other powers is sometimes not on account of his merit who works, but is wrought through the invocation of Christ's name to the condemnation of those who mock it, or to the advantage of those who see and hear. Cyril, why, O Lord, dost thou permit men to rejoice in the honors which are conferred by thee, since it is written, In thy name shall they rejoice all the day? But the Lord raises them up by greater joys, 
Hence he adds, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Bede, as if he said, it becomes you to rejoice not in the putting down of the evil spirits, but in your own exaltation. But it would be well for us to understand that whether a man has done heavenly or earthly works, he is thereby, as if marked down by letter, forever fixed in the memory of God. Theophylact, for the names of the saints are written in the book of life, not in ink, but in the memory and grace of God. And the devil indeed fell from above, but men being below had their names inscribed above in heaven. Basil, there are some who are written indeed not in life, but according to Jeremiah in the earth, that in this way there might be a kind of double enrollment, of the one indeed to life, but of the other to destruction. But since it is said, let them be blotted out of the book of the living, this is spoken of those who are thought worthy to be written in the book of God. And in this way a name is said to be put down in writing or blotted out, when we turn aside from virtue to sin, or the contrary. Verses 21 and 22. In that hour Jesus rejoiced in spirit, and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered to me of my Father, and no man knoweth who the Son is but the Father, and who the Father is but the Son, and he to whom the Son will reveal him. Theophylact, as a loving father rejoices to see his sons do right, so Christ also rejoices that his apostles were made worthy of such good things. Hence it follows, in that hour, etc. Cyril, he saw in truth that through the operation of the Holy Spirit, which he gave to the holy apostles, the acquisition of many would be made, or that many would be brought to the faith. He is said, therefore, to have rejoiced in the Holy Spirit, that is, in the results which came forth through the Holy Spirit. For as one who loved mankind, he considered the conversion of sinners to be a subject for rejoicing, for which he gives thanks. As it follows, I give thanks unto thee, O Father. Bede. Confessing does not always signify penitence, but also thanksgiving, as is frequently found in the Psalms. Surreal. Now here say they whose hearts are perverted, the Son gives thanks to the Father as being inferior. But what should prevent the Son of the same substance with the Father from praising his own Father, who saves the world by him? But if you think that because of his giving thanks, he shows himself to be inferior, observe that he calls him his Father, and the Lord of heaven and earth. Titus Bost, for all other things have been produced by Christ from nothing, but he alone was incomprehensibly begotten of his Father, who therefore of the only begotten alone, as a true Son, is by nature the Father. Hence he alone says to his Father, I give thanks to thee, O Father, Lord, etc. That is, I glorify thee. Marvel not that the Son glorifies the Father, for the whole substance of the only begotten is the glory of the Father. For both those things which were created, and the angels, are the glory of the Creator. But since these are placed too low in respect of his dignity, the Son alone, since he is perfect God like his Father, perfectly glorifies his Father. Athanasius. 
We know also that the Savior often speaks as man, for his divine nature as human nature joined to it. Yet you would not, because of his clothing himself with a body, be ignorant that he himself was God. But what do they answer to this, who wish to make out a substance of evil, but form to themselves another God, another than the true Father of Christ? And they say that he is unbegotten, the creator of evil and prince of iniquity, as well as the maker of the world's fabric. Now our Lord, affirming the word of Moses, says, I give thanks unto thee, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. Epiphanes. But a gospel composed by Marcion has, I give thanks to thee, O Lord, being silent as to the words of heaven and earth, and the word Father, lest it should be supposed that he calls the Father the creator of the heaven and the earth. Ambrose. Lastly, he unveils the heavenly mystery by which it pleased God to reveal his grace, rather to the little ones than the wise of the world. Hence it follows, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent. Theophylact. The distinction may be that it is said, the wise meaning the scribes and Pharisees who interpret the law, and the prudent meaning those who were taught by the scribes. For the wise man is he who teaches, but the prudent man he who is taught. But the Lord calls his disciples babes, whom he chooses not from the teachers of the law, but out of the multitude, and by calling them fishermen, babes, that is, devoid of malice. Ambrose, or by a babe, we should here understand one who knew nothing of exalting himself, and of boasting in proud words of the excellence of his wisdom, as the Pharisees often do. Bede, he therefore gives thanks that he had revealed to the apostles, as unto babes, the sacraments of his coming, of which the scribes and Pharisees were ignorant, who think themselves wise, and are prudent in their own sight. Theophylact, the mysteries then were hid from those who think themselves wise, and are not as if they had been. These would have been revealed to them. Bede, to the wise and prudent then, he opposed not the dull and foolish, but babes, that is the humble, to show that he condemned pride, not quickness of mind origin, for a feeling of deficiency is the preparation for coming perfection, for whoever by the presence of the apparent good perceives not that he is destitute of the true good is deprived of the true good. Chrysostom. Now he does not rejoice and give thanks because the mysteries of God were hid from the scribes and Pharisees, for this were not a subject of rejoicing, but of lament. But for this cause gives he thanks, that what the wise knew not, babes knew. But moreover, he gives thanks to the Father, together with whom he himself does this, to show the great love wherewith he loves us. He explains in the next place that the cause of this thing was first his own will, and then the Father's, who of his own will did this, as it follows, Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. Gregory, we receive these words as an example of humility, though we should not rashly presume to scan the heavenly counsel concerning the calling of some and the rejection of others, for that cannot be unjust which seemed good to the just one. In all things, therefore, externally disposed, 
the cause of the visible system is the justice of the hidden will. Chrysostom, but after he had said, I thank thee that thou hast revealed them to babes, lest you should suppose that Christ was destitute of the power to do this. He adds, All things are delivered to me of my father. Athanasius, the followers of Arius, not rightly understanding this, brave against our Lord, saying, If all things were given to him, that is, the dominion of the creatures, there was a time when he had them not, and so was not of the substance of the Father. For if he had been, there would be no need for him to receive. But hereby is their madness the rather detected. For if before he had received them, the creature was independent of the word, how will that verse stand? In him all things consist. But if as soon as the creatures were made, they were all given to him, where was the need to give? For by him were all things made. The dominion of the creature is not then as they think here meant, but the words signify the dispensation made in the flesh, for after that man sinned, all things were confounded. The word then was made flesh, that he might restore all things. All things therefore were given him, not because he was wanting in power, but as Savior he should repair all things, that as by the word all things at the beginning were brought into being, so when the word was made flesh, he should restore all things in himself. Bede, where by the words all things are delivered to me, he means not the elements of the world, but those babes to whom by the Spirit the Father made known the sacraments of his Son, and in whose salvation, when he here spoke, he was rejoicing. Ambrose, or when you read all things, you acknowledge the Almighty, not the Son lower than the Father. When you read delivered, you confess the Son, to whom, by the nature of one substance, all things rightly belong, not conferred as a gift by grace. Cyril, now having said that all things were given him by his Father, he rises to his own glory and excellence, showing that in nothing he is surpassed by his Father. Hence he adds, And no one knoweth who the Son is but the Father, etc. For the mind of the creatures is not able to comprehend the manner of the divine substance, which passes all understanding, and his glory transcends our highest contemplations, by itself only is known what the divine nature is. Therefore the Father, by that which he is, knoweth the Son. The Son, by that which he is, knoweth the Father. No difference intervening as regards the divine nature. And in another place, For that God is, we believe, but what he is by nature is incomprehensible. But if the Son was created, how could he alone know the Father, or how could he be known only by the Father? For to know the divine nature is impossible to any creature. But to know each created thing, what it is, does not surpass every understanding, though it is far beyond our senses. Athanasius. But though our Lord says this, it is plain that the Arians object to him, saying that the Father is not seen by the Son. But their folly is manifest, as if the word did not know itself which reveals to all men the knowledge of the Father and itself. For it follows, and to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Titus Bost. 
Now a revelation is the communication of knowledge in proportion to each man's nature and capacity, and when indeed the nature is congenial, there is knowledge without teaching, but here the instruction is by revelation. Origin. He wishes to reveal as the word, not without the exercise of reason, and as justice, who knoweth rightly both the times for revealing and the measures of revelation. But he reveals by removing the opposing veil from the heart and the darkness which he has made his secret place. But since upon this men who are of another opinion think to build up their impious doctrine, that in truth the Father of Jesus was sent down to the ancient saints, we must tell them that the words to whomsoever the Son will reveal him not only refer to the future time, after our Savior uttered this, but also to the past time. But if they will not take this word reveal for what is past, they must be told that it is not the same thing to know and to believe. To one is given by the Spirit the word of knowledge, to another faith by the same Spirit. There were then those who believed, but did not know. Ambrose but that you may know that as the Son revealed the Father to whom he will, the Father also reveals the Son to whom he will. Hear our Lord's words. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed it to thee, but my Father which is in heaven. End of chapter 10, verses 17 through 22.